Hello and welcome to Kardashian. It's a podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jardin. And I'm Marcy Jarrow. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Marcy. How, How is her Sunday? I mean, you know, typical Sunday, therapy, reflect, uh, do some other shit. How about yours? Um, well, I drove to the West Side. I had a real driving weekend because I, I got my hair a little more blonde. Beautiful. It's just she's back to back to her roots. It felt really good. Uh, I had sort of like wanted to go a bit brighter. And then she was kind of like, right. So you had me put a bunch of brown in. <laughs> you lied to me if. A couple months ago. Um. <laughs> you had me actually put like a lot of brown over your already light hair. Um, so now I have to pull that out. So that damages your hair. <laughs> she was very nice, but was very like, oh, yeah, I never think about this part. And she was just like, I don't think we're going to get it like maybe quite as bright as you might want it to be. But I would rather like, you know, have your hair survive. If you stay um, on your is, head. Yeah. Yes. Which is always especially like she is you know, has all the awareness of like all of the colors, all of the bleaching, everything I've done for the last like three years. So I said, okay, I trust you. And I actually was expecting it to be still pretty brown. And then she swiveled me around and I was like, oh, it I, is blonde. I do like that she does a little like, don't look, don't look, don't I look. I know the reveal is really cute. <laughs> it's fun. It's, I told her, I was like, this is actually one of my favorite things that you like, that there's no peeking and then a surprise at the end. It's yeah. really fun. She, and it works. Because <laughs> you're like, <gasps> unless you're like, sometimes it's hard to adjust though, because it's like, <gasps> I'm excited. I don't like it, but I'm excited. It's, ex ex I was really, because when she kind of like dashed my hopes a bit and was like, you know, I don't think we're going to get it as blonde as these pictures. Uh, I was like, okay. And I was disappointed because, you know, you have that vision of like, I'm leaving today a blonde <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to be a new person. And I was like, oh yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes <laughs> sense for sure. For sure. And then she swung, swiveled me around and it was, and she also blow dried it, which just already looks so shocking on me. Um, and I was, it was way more blonde. And I was like, you tricked me. It is blonde. And she was like, ha ha ha. <laughs> She's like, well, I'm never sure how light I can get it. So it's better, yeah. um, to, you know, aim low, but it was very fun. And, and, but that was like a whole Beverly Hills salon day. It's very fun. And then today I drove to the West side. My friend is about to have uh, her second baby in like a couple weeks. Um, so it was like one of the last visits before another human enters the world. Um, and yeah, that the weekend really flew by yeah. went by really, really fast. Um, that was it. I started watching that doc about the at a Saturday night at 10 o'clock after a martini put on the uh, opioid crisis doc <laughs> that, Fun. Uh, <laughs> is incredible. It's Alex Gibney. Who's like the, you know, the dude. Um, and it's about the opioid crisis and what's it called? Know. Oh my gosh. What is it called? I should know. I'm looking it up. It is crime of the century. Crime of the century. Crime it's, of the century. It's about that Sackler doc. Sackler the family. Sackler family. Those and trash people. 
It will. It's on HBO. It will make your blood boil. But it is. Um, as much as it's about that, it's also about just the pieces that. Because I've read a fair bit about that, and and I knew about the Sacklers and and how truly evil they are. There's also just pieces about like even that I found really interesting about the concept of like marketing pain management. You know, the idea of like. The things even in the hospital, you know, and I certainly remember from when my parents have gone in for stuff where it's like the row of smiley faces to frown faces and like on a scale to one to 10, like even just the, how the language and the kind of obsessive focus on pain became this was a larger marketing sales tool, you know, not because like you, they don't historically care about pain, but the like prevalence, the priority of it above all else and hence making it normalizing the idea of like heavy narcotics, yeah. you know? Um, so those pieces were really interesting. It's just a fascinating doc, but it is heavy and depressing. So I don't know that I, I would tell anyone to watch it on their Saturday night like I did, but like um, finding wood to knock on because I have not experienced that kind of pain. I know. I mean, it was really interesting because, yeah, like both my parents did knee replacement surgery and my mom took, you know, the opiates that they prescribed. And, you know, it was it's certainly tough. And like it was a tough surgery. But my dad is way scared of them, like very scared of getting addicted. And he also is sober. He doesn't drink. And so he was extra like nervous I think so he really did not want to take and took almost like I think he stopped maybe the day after the surgery he could when he did his knee replacement and it was tough because he suffered like yeah. a lot he was in a lot of pain and a lot of it was because and he was really uh, it was tough because he had watched my mom not have as hard of a time but she was on really good mm. pain meds and he wasn't and he just was in pain for months and it Ugh. was and you watch it. And I forget if I talked about this on the podcast, but it was like really brutal. And he was being a, a martyr about it, but also just, I, I, I just don't think he could have imagined how, I mean, it's like a crazy surgery. They take off, they sawed a chunk of your bone and put in a thing. It's insane. And you have to relearn how to walk on it. Yikes. Um, and, but even I was like, I felt so panicked. Like I got to help him. And I even had our sweet friend, Jacob Womack, who's like uh, more familiar with the world of weed than me. I gave him money to go to like the weed store, uh, like MedMen, like the fancy one, and get like fancy like edibles and things. Because he, he had in his family, someone had been sick and had really found a lot of relief through weed. Um, and so I was like, okay maybe I'll broach it with my dad and see if that helps. And I like, I was too scared to go since I know nothing about the world of like cool weed. And, um, he went and got a bunch of stuff and I gave it to my dad and my dad turned me down. Uh, <laughs> he was like, well, it's a different generation. He like, was like, no, 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 no. And, and I should have known he's too big of a square. It's not his style, but I was like, I think it'll make you feel a lot better. Like it, also it's healthy. It's not, it's not like the meds. And he was like, no. <laughs> Getting your father to try an edible is just dangerous anyway, <laughs> because we all have the story about not knowing how much of an edible to take. And then we're just high forever and it sucks. But tinctures and stuff like that, I think, are kind of better because you can because they yeah. hit fast. Uh, yeah, it was they, like a whole array of stuff. Like that was the other thing. I also spent a lot of money on it, but it was it was like you're my like, well, dad I guess it's mine now. <laughs> turned it down, and I was like, all right, never mind. But yes, 
I've never experienced that kind of pain or uh medica- or been on any of those kinds of medications and it, it is yeah it's it's really wild it's a it is a fascinating doc and it's it will be one of the the most insane stories of our time like just how a completely like legalized drug uh absolutely like became pervasive and I killed mean, off killed bots like, what like 200,000 people now yeah and there's like Yes. Anyways, it gets very, very dark. But um, that was a thing I watched. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, saw, then I saw a little uh, my friends this, this uh, today. I can't talk. And um, that was my weekend. How about you? I mean, I've been just deconstructing my trash piles. So I'm trying to like... Now that all of a sudden, I guess everything is over. <laughs> yeah, it's over. Everything's over. <laughs> uh, I guess I need to like get my shit together. So I'm just trying like getting rid of things and being like, wow, these cats really tore up something in the corner and it's just been a pile of filth over here. Okay. So that was my weekend and I didn't get far. I did. I mean, I did it. I started to do a closet culling last week. Oh, well, I'm yours like, is okay. a different thing though, Jess. Why? Our closets could not be compared in any way, shape, or form because you have like, like I have like oh a bunch of the same color T-shirts like that are like <laughs> you have like these vintage masterpieces oh. that you have to decide do they live with you or do you risk them going to a home that doesn't value them? It would be like <laughs> me getting rid of sweet. these cats. <laughs> And I should, well, but <laughs> I, I that's why I'm horrible at it. That's very nice. Um, yes, it is. It's also very funny because it's like it's this feeling of coming out of kind of a fugue state. Like I bought so much weird fruit clothing this year and I don't regret it for one second. But it is like kind of a weird moment. So kind of now that it is like, OK, here we go. We're world's back. And I'm like, what? It's happened? perfect, though. <laughs> it's perfect time for it because. It's summertime. Everyone's yes. ready to party. Um, you know, people are coming out with fun clothes, shaved heads, <laughs> new babies. That's what 2021 is all about. You know, I feel Big like swings. I really fucked. I fucked up because I we talked about this, but I like discovered TikTok basically last week and like now it's all I want to watch. It's all I want to do in my spare time. And it's like I had a whole year that I would have been perfect. <laughs> and now that it's like the end and we're supposed to be rejoining society, yeah. I'm like, all I want to do is lay in my bed and watch TikToks. Like, this is a problem. And everyone said and everyone told me and warned me. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm fully addicted to TikTok. I just want to like I can't stop watching TikToks. I yeah. think it is the most fascinating platform in human history. History. And it makes me happy. Like yes. I'm happier when I'm unlike Instagram and any other platform. I'm genuinely like bowled over by like people's creativity, how interesting their lives are. I like how unique and different other people's worlds are, their perspective it gives me, like tools. It's like the craziest little world. And I'm like just arrived at it. And <laughs> like, I think because it's, you know, uh, it's a younger generation's platform. It doesn't do what Instagram does, which is Instagram makes everything look very perfect. 
Yeah. On TikTok, people are very fine with showing like their skin looking rough. They're in pajamas. They're yes. They're like, excuse the way I look. I just have to do this right now. I'm sobbing. I, yeah. I like tell me you've been cheated on without telling me you've been cheated on. I'm like, tell me you've been cheated on. Tell me the story. It's the most humanizing space. It's like not about, yeah, like any artifice. It's all about like the messiness that we all share. Like now there's a lot of fraud out there too, though. A lot of um, clout, like trauma, like trauma for the sake of clout or, and also Mm. like just lies, just straight up lies. People are lying every day. Like the women who were like, if this is my, like if we hooked up and blah, 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 and you have a child, it's like, almost all of those are lies. Almost every single one is a lie. It feels like most of the time, if it's too crazy to be, believed it's too crazy to be believed like if it's such a crazy wild 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 story like it's probably not true yeah the ones that i really love the most are just like the day in the life of people like i'm gonna show you like i'm a stripper here's me getting ready for my night out i like strip Um, talk i love strip talk i've fallen down it started also then giving me um really morbid stuff that was fascinating like people who are um like undertakers and work mm. in like or people there's a, an account i started following that's like um the biohazard cleanups for like <gasps> crime scenes and for when people die like in their houses and stuff and like they don't show you bodies but they show you like how they clean stuff and it's like definitely not for the faint of heart but it is like fascinating because it's like people in their 20s being like today was crazy we had a guy he had been on his couch for three weeks and like also i want to be like insane. do you guys know that you're gonna get fired one day for this I know. <laughs> I all of you know. are also all of you are filming people without permission you can you're gonna get sued like only a few states are you allowed to film people like this you're begging for <laughs> trouble it's wild but in the moment in the immediate at least i can't believe the like pov that you can get into people's jobs and lives and careers and it's like i just am obsessed right now i love a retired amish horse (laughs) (laughs) big john he's big and he's retired he was treated pretty poorly by the amish uh but he's retired now and he's doing great well you do a really good job curating them and posting them to your IG and uh, thank you. You know, you you were definitely a uh, someone who made me feel like, hey, maybe this is a place I could find interesting things. And now I'm so deep in and I, I love it so much. I like to think that I curate to give people just a taste of what could be found. But, you know, it takes some work. And I mean, I don't appreciate when people say, I saw this on my for you page already. I'm like, well, keep it to yourself. I'm doing hours and hours of (laughs) culling through things. And when you tell me that, it really just, um, and it's like dozens of people. Every time I post anything, they'll be like, why would anybody share that? I think they're just like, oh, we have the same like algorithm, but it's like, Hey, you're making me feel unspecial right now. So I I selected this. So um, it's just funny because I thought it was all dancing 13 year olds and it just couldn't be more wrong. I just thought that the whole app was like rich white 13 year olds that all have islands in their kitchens, like dancing little dances with big weird smiles on their faces. And I was like, no, I don't want to watch that. And I'm like, oh, this is not that. I mean, it is that, but that's the whole point. It's just like anything. It's just like YouTube. It's like any other space. Like it's what you want to watch is there. Yeah. 
I like ins- my big ad for TikTok. Home inspector TikTok. That's what I like. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Well, I'll, we'll offline about yes. accounts I should follow, but I guess we should get into I guess it. We should get into it. Um. So, wow. There is so much Cart, Travis, and Shanna drama. This. Before Ooh. we get too far into it, I told you and Trish earlier today that I have stumbled upon and everyone's going to already know this person. I'm sure I've stumbled upon um, a tarot card reader who uses it to uh, yes. unpack celebrity dramas and feuds and stuff. So this person, this, let me, let me find the link to it. That, Cause I don't know what their name is. It's Aphrodite, like Aphrodite, but a and T Aphrodite. Aphrodite on YouTube. And Twitter. Uh, I'm sure he's on everything that can stream. But in April, he predicted our first story. That's incredible because it's such a weird one. So it's like, okay, so things have gotten messy. And this past week, we've been we've been along the road along this whole ride of like Shanna Mokler, Travis's ex-wife. Um also, it was funny because I, I had said when we were last talking about her, I was like, I can't really remember her on the show. Like, I can't really remember her, her vibe. And a listener messaged me and was like, how could you forget she was asleep always? <laughs> was well, that's like, why oh. you didn't know what her vibe was then. <laughs> right. It made me laugh so hard. It was like that. She was historically always sleeping. Historically um, sleepy. Uh, historically <laughs> sleepy. But so it's been it's been all, you know, where she keeps being like, "Ugh, I'm not talking about them. Ugh, I'm not interested. And then proceeds to talk about them or post or, you know, is is clearly inserting herself in the narrative that she's also being dragged into. So first, as far as just the first like her side of it, she had already like, you know, had a couple of comments about like the tattoo stuff and that like, you know, she was in the process of getting her own tattoo of the name Travis removed. So this past week, she posted a video of she did a live showing her getting the name Travis lasered off her wrist in a, in a tattoo removal session. Um, and in the in the clip, she says it's my ex's name. And she is like, don't tattoo names on your body, kids. And then she posts this response later on to my newfound haters to clarify, since everyone seems to know my personal life. My ex put a skull tattoo over our initials on his hand while his new girl lovingly looked on. That was done with purpose and intent, along with posts to try and insult me and my happiness with my new man. Once again, weird. This was my final session on a tattoo of his name. I've been removing it for some time. Anchor emoji, peace emoji. How and then she said, strange. so, so she, you know, yes, she, she's, it's the zoom out is that she's been making it very weird. Like very obvious. She's like, she's not, she keeps saying I'm happy for my ex, but she clearly is not, you know, and that it is, even though she, so she did an interview with people where she said, I'm very much over my ex. It's been a long time. However, do I think some of the PDA that he's doing with her is weird? Yes. The movie True Romance that I feel like they've been bonding over was the theme of our wedding. Our daughter's named after the character in the movie. Uh, flying banners overhead like we did on Meet the Barker, stuff like that. I think it's weird. I'm genuinely really happy for him. <laughs> <laughs> I want the father of my kids to be happy and have a partner that makes him happy and a better father. As long as she's good to my children, that's truly all I care about. 
she just like so desperately wants this to be about her and it doesn't yes. seem to be about her. I it, it seems like he is putting I don't know, like from the outside it seems like yes, he's covering up her name because he feels like he and Courtney are like really love bombing one another right now. Yes. And let's see how that works out in the long run. But as part of that, he's covering up tattoos, letting her tattoo him. Also, that was really crazy this week that Courtney tattooed right. Travis herself. That. <laughs> Wrote, I love you in like little scribble, scribble writing. Not that I think would be any good at tattooing for the first time either. But yeah, uh, but so all that's happening. And then like, it's not a coincidence that you posted your tattoo removal. I mean, it would be like Tamra on Real Housewives of OC, Tamara and her ex-husband had a tattooed wedding band. And mm-hmm. then before she and Eddie got engaged, he was like, I'm not putting a ring on that finger when that man's name is on it. Right. So she had to get it cut out. <laughs> <gasps> I forgot this. Oh, and it was nasty. But we heard not a peep from her ex. Right. And that was on a fucking show. It wasn't on Instagram, you know, or I guess this is in people, but it was just like, like you want this to be about you so badly because you keep, because it's not just this, then we have more stuff going on. Um, What do we have that she, so, okay. So this is where it gets kind of, to me, certainly less fun which is, it's a bummer to me because they have these two kids, Alabama and Landon. Travis and Shanna have two kids. There's another daughter that she had with Oscar De La Hoya. And then they have these two kids, Landon and Alabama. And so then, I mean, we know that the kids really like um, Courtney, you know, and have been clearly like hanging out and posting about her and commenting on their Instagrams and all of that. And so then their son, Landon, who is 17, like had commented on he had put up a TikTok of a video of him in Alabama um, dancing together. Or I I forget what they were doing together. And somebody commented two pieces of trash taking sides with your dad only because of his house and treating your mother like trash. What an insane, what an fucking insane insane. thing to comment on a child. You're sick. So then Landon wrote back, actually, if you weren't such a dumbass, you would realize our mom has never been in our lives and isn't there for us like our dad is. Yikes. Really? And which, so that was one thing. Also around the same, there was another thing where Alabama, who is 15, posted a TikTok of herself lip syncing to a song that has this lyric Oh, no, wait, hang on. Where is the lyric? Uh, It was basically about like um, a mom, like mom not being there. Mm. And it was like this song that was all about, why can't I find it? Yeah, I have the wrong link. But it was all about like, you were supposed to be there. A daughter needs her mother. Like um, basically making it pretty clear. And if that wasn't clear enough, then, and this got to, this like, I have a little screenshot of, but then she also posted on her Instagram, a repost of, of a thing, her, of a comment, her mom posted. This is okay. This is where it gets a little tricky. 
Let me see if I can get it. Well, the mom post is actually the most interesting part of all of this. Yes. So do you want to read that one? Yes. So Shanna posted this. Or actually, she didn't post this. This was a DM to someone. Is that what you're thinking? Right. That's what was confusing me is this DM. You're exactly right. Although Two detectives piecing it together. Not sure who the DM was to. And so this is what Shanna says to someone in a DM. Don't know who who it's to. She writes, I've tried. Nothing even happened. This whole thing is weird. Matthew has been my rock. He truly has changed and has been amazing. When we went life trip the other night, we were joking, but but lots of inside jokes I don't think translated. Oh, when we went live, I think not. She doesn't mean live. Oh, yeah. She meant live. I left Travis. Here's the here's the kicker. Or kicker number one. I left Travis because he was emotionally abusive. I left the money and the mansions for a reason. Family is all that matters, but I can't compete with kids whose fathers doesn't encourage relationships with their own mother and purposely tries to alienate them away. Travis controls Bama's social media. However, I get blamed for her sexualization. How does a father allow her to act like that and do lives at 4 a.m.? With men twice her age, I've been legally bullied out. I'm fed up and I'm exhausted. Social media and the media isn't real. Here we go, kids. Pay attention. Mm -hmm. I divorced Travis because I caught him having an affair with Kim. Now he's in love with her sister. It's all gross. I'm not the bad guy. Wow. What a a big accusation. But... So I don't know what the daughter's post was about that other than her mom is crazy. All right? she wrote, so Bama, Alabama reposted that and just wrote, everybody thinks my mother is amazing. Matthew is nothing but awful to her. Not only that, but he cheats on her. My mom has never completely been in my life. Can you guys stop painting her out to be an amazing mom? Did your moms ask to see you on Mother's Day? Because mine didn't. I'm done keeping it a secret. Comma reality shows. Okay. So. So the Kim thing is, I think, the bigger. The Kim is like a bombshell. Did you read Aubrey O'Day's old Instagram? It's like an oh, old post. Yes. Someone dug it up. I don't think it's recently, but here's what it says. Worst, colon. <laughs> I was, quote, BFFs, end quote, with Kim Kardashian during a fourth. Just a fourth. Just any fourth. Um, she was hooking up with Travis Barker, and we were at his house. He was really dope. Shanna, his ex, who I love, supposedly was threatening to slash her tires. Sorry, girl, but that was funny shit. I would have, too. (laughs) So they asked her to park her car somewhere else. We took off and went to some BS celeb Malibu parties where she desired to be photographed. And I had to run around house after house in an uncomfortable dress and high heels to appease that. She got all her photos with celebrities accomplished and we headed back to Calabasas. I was super annoyed that we had to, we had to do all of this because I absolutely love fireworks and I have always been in <laughs> memorable places watching them every year because we had to chase Cloud extra hard. We got on the freeway late and ended up in her Range Rover as the fireworks started. I obviously would never tell her I was annoyed AF because you're not allowed to do that if you want to be, quote, BFFs, end quote, with her. <laughs> So I asked her, I mean, granted, that's how you got to be with all your friends. You can't just be like mad at them and stuff. Um, That's why the whole thing is so wild. uh, And I remember this is Aubrey O'Day. This is someone who is not involved in their lives in any way, shape or form currently. Um, 
so I asked her if she could pull off road so we could get out and just experience something real, the fireworks. <laughs> Aubrey. And she did. And we sat on this plot of grass watching them. And all I remember feeling is relieved to see the beauty of them. <laughs> and she turned to me and said, you know, last year on the 4th, I was on a yacht with Paris Hilton in the middle of some remote, beautiful place. I was barely paying attention, so I don't remember exact. And this year I'm sitting on a plot of grass in Calabasas with you. Ha 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 ha. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> what? A post. What a post. So what we get from that, though, is <sighs> corroboration that maybe Kim and Travis did hook up. And I put this together. I figured out when she and Paris Hilton were on a yacht, and that was like 2006. So this would put it 4th of July, okay. 2007. Yeah, okay. So oh by God, far so predates ago. predates Kanye, predates oh, the yeah. show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. So. I mean... But was what was Aubrey O'Day doing back then? Um, just I think like a she, you know, she would have been probably still in Danity Kane. Yeah, yeah. I think they were still in existence, and she was just sort of a famous person before she kind of went nuts and ended up dating a Trump. <laughs> but it also is confusing because it seems like the way she's speaking of Kim, Kim would have had to have had a show. So maybe it is later than that. Oh, maybe. But I still think it was like kind of you know more than like about 10 years out at least so yeah not like I mean, a, it's, it's definitely from a different lifetime ago which yes. is why it's like it doesn't make it any less weird if that happened and now courtney and him are together like we know though i mean we were texting about this it's like we know the family is fine with overlap i don't think <laughs> but courtney's that's, a, that's gonna be a, fine. that's one that i would struggle with to believe is real because i okay i think if 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 Courtney knew about it going into it, that would be fine and whatever. She has to deal with that herself. If she didn't know going into it, I think she's going to be mad at so many people. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It would be so bad. I mean, well, because I'm, I, I feel like one of her biggest issues the past couple of years has been that Kim said she's the least interesting one to look at and then to know that long ago the man who's obsessed with you was also actually obsessed with your sister and that like it's like a whole like Lori and little women thing going on now <laughs> like well, he wanted like Joe but for some reason <laughs> he's with Amy it's like what what is happening well and we knew already that there were those quotes, you know, like from around that time where he was like openly talked about how hot she was, you know, and kind of having a crush on her. But I think at the time we were like, well, but she's Kim. Like everyone's allowed to talk about finding Kim hot. Even her brother. Um, yes. <laughs> First and foremost. Yes. A sibling. But it does feel like, oh, I mean, ultimately, look, if they're all fine with it, that's fine. They're clearly full steam ahead. But. Yeah, that would make me sad for court if that was certainly if that was information she was learning now would be yeah. really a bummer. But this whole situation, I just feel like is heading somewhere weird, like this sort of increasing the visibility of these teenage kids is like really 
problematic. Like now that they are in, they're using their socials to drag their mom. She's doing, you know, like, I'm just like, where is this going? This feels like, and then the heightening of like, um, the heightening of like the, the Travis and uh, Courtney's just like intensity that they post about and tattoos and like, yeah, I don't know. The whole thing just gives me this feeling of well, like the YouTube tick, uh, the YouTube tarot card man uh, was saying that they, this is classic love bombing and that there is like an intense connection, but it, and that maybe they might both pretend like they want to get married, but neither of them really want to get married. But they might go through with it. And it's like, is this everlasting? We don't know. It's just very intense right now. And oh my gosh, this was the best takeaway from the tarot card. Aunt Aunt Frodite, um, tarot card reader of celebrity gossip. Um, he was saying that their intense show of affection on social media is partially to hurt Scott. Yeah. That's what the cards were saying. The cards were saying that. I, especially as we get into this week's episode, it's like there is a piece of me that feels like there is something almost rebellious to what Courtney's doing in the face of her family and Scott, you know, that it is this like breaking free. Um, and saying like, I don't give a fuck. You're not my, you're not our brother. You're not her son. Yeah. You're my ex and you're the father of my children. And I have protected you and your heart and made choices that, you know, and that it's like a big pendulum swing. Yeah. Uh, the opposite direction because of like so much pent up, um, you know, taking care of him in yeah. a sense. And like waiting for him oh. to come around or whatever it might be. That was the other thing is that she feels like this is intense love and meant to be because they aren't fighting all the time. That's what the tarot right. card person said, because it's just like it's just happening easily and he's not dramatic and there's no issues and she doesn't have to take care of him. That she's like, this is meant to be because it's yeah. easy. But Mr. Tarot Man said that's not sustainable. And all the big grand gestures like that will to Shannon's point, to Shanna's point, he did that with her too. Yeah. The grand gestures will fade away. The tattoos, he'll run out of body space. Yeah, he's pretty much already out, even the whole head. And he'll probably <laughs> stop posting so much eventually too. It's really tough. It's funny to see a thing mirrored in celebrity life that is true even among us plebs. And we've talked about it many times, which is just this like, when well when anybody posts a lot there's fair reason to be worried be suspicious Uh, and but when couples post a lot it it is great especially when it's juicy and fun to watch and follow along with but there is just this lurking feeling of like oh i don't know and it generally just does not bode well i'm in i'm in for this romance it's been fascinating it's been the ride of 2021 but like this has just gotten it's compounding week to week in the intensity of their relationship and the mess it's creating in his previously private life like we were not talking no one was talking about this you know yeah and now these this woman and her kids are like every week there's something now they're clearly like they're digging into now 
this potential, though, to be the real game changer with this leak of he was hooking up with Kim for an extended period, it seems. Also, what's he got going on? Is a big DE over there, you know? I think that, yes, that's the that's the energy I'm picking he up He can on. move <laughs> all of his appendages at one time. <laughs> he can drum with it. I mean, I mean, like if you like, he can move everything like all the time. How exciting! Well, I'll see what comes. I I definitely have nerves. Um, or you know, you know what it kind of I'll say it reminds me of, and I don't think you could say that it worked out well for her. And it's not the same, but you know, this was how Brandy became known. You know, Brandy of Real Housewives. Ah. Um, she was the jilted, jilted <laughs> yeah. wife of Eddie Cibrian. Woman scorns. Woman scorn. That's the word I'm looking yeah. And when Eddie Cibrian had an affair and left her for with Sheena Marie. Well, and he had an affair with Sheena Marie and oh, then Sheena, yes. and then left her for Liam Rhymes later. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And. And so, you know, and it's not the same, you know, like Travis and Courtney didn't, you know, che nobody cheated on Shanna, whatever. But the way that like uh, Brandy parlayed that into her own fame and eventual career as like a housewife and um, lunatic, like uh, I feel that vibe from Shanna. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're yeah. And you feel the press being like, how do you feel about this? And that there's like this compulsion to like keep pushing the narrative forward because there might be something to get out of it, you know, while screaming, I don't want to be involved in this. No. And like you do, you love it. That is the complete foundation from which, uh, Brandy built her, you know, career, uh, was this narrative <laughs> of like what happened for a brief moment. I was like, you mean like the boy is mine, Brandy. <laughs> 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 also connected to the Kardashians. All, all roads all lead world. back to them. Um, oh, speaking of, well, I was gonna say, well, oh, go ahead. Just another tarot thing. Then I went down the rabbit hole. He talked about Kim and Kanye's divorce, and he was saying that mm. um, Kanye doesn't know how much Kim has been protecting him, and that mm. shit is gonna. He's gonna try to blame her, but a lot of shit's going to start going wrong for him because sh the Kardashian machine has been really shielding him from a lot and that maybe some of the business deals and stuff might have been Kim's ideas more so than his because he's just sort of like in a place lately where he's not even like clicking into how much he's involved and not. He's just thinking like all these things are happening yeah. and that he thinks that there might be some money that is that Kanye may owe to someone that he doesn't even realize it, that it's none of it's Kim's fault. He just doesn't realize this is all tarot cards, guys. This is just like psychic snooping. Um, psychic snooping is so fun. <laughs> <term>. <laughs> yeah. But the, he doesn't realize how much she was doing for him and that we can expect uh, a great album from it. Um, um, I do think that we should prepare for the summer and fall to be big time. I think mean, Kanye has an album coming. There's that doc coming oh. um, that's been, you know, 20 years in the making or whatever. Then his Gap partnership is apparently about to launch. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we'll see to to what you're I mean, to to be navigating all that outside of the Kardashian uh, industrial complex will be fascinating. And like 
how much he will or won't use the divorce as part of that narrative. Like I'm, I think it's going to be fascinating yeah. how he navigates it. Also, the other thing was everything that he may try to fight her against, he'll realize she has <laughs> been like arming herself for it for years. And oh so there's no way that he, he anything that he's like going to try to do f with her, like when it comes to like kids, property, blah, blah, blah. Like he'll just be unable to, and he'll realize very quickly that, he can't do anything because she's a, about to be a lawyer herself and yeah. that she is like a historic, like have the receipts. Yeah. Cannot pull one over. Like she is, uh, you cannot fuck with Kim. Like that's the whole deal. You know, what's funny is that he kept being like Virgo, Virgo, Virgo. Wait, is she a Virgo? Yeah, she's a Virgo. Oh, Libra, Libra. She's Libra. Like yeah. me. And I was like, oh, I guess I do. Yeah. That, it, that like being, that makes sense. Sagittarius people aren't like that. It also explains the like waiting it out a lot, you know, yes. and the like the weighing of the scales piece, like the of just like, well, but well, but and spending a long time justifying actions that other people are like, well, no, it doesn't work for you. You shouldn't have to endure that. But like the benefit of the doubt piece almost being like problematic, yeah. you know? I, um, I will say one last thing about uh, my new obsession. <laughs> I love it. I want to now I'm going to totally check it out. And I also watch everything at like 1.5 to 2 times speed on YouTube. That way it's fast. So I don't have to sit through a 20 minute video. I don't have the That's time. Smart. I smart. have to watch TikTok. But Same. a lot of things he was saying, he's like, is there like a like like does to does she have kids or something? I don't even know. I'm like, you can't pretend like you don't know who the Kardashians are. You can't pretend like you don't know who Scott Disick is. You can't pretend like you don't know Chloe and Tristan. No. You can't pretend no. like you don't know about True. You know about them. <laughs> you know about them. You I, wouldn't be doing this kind no. of celebrity gossip tarot card reading if you didn't fucking know about Mason, Penelope, <laughs> North, Rain. Um, what if I just listed them all? All 20 of them? Every single grandchild <laughs> um no it's also just in general i have a pet peeve when people are like i just don't believe anybody even it's fine if people don't know you know rain what is that guy but when people are like which sister is which and i'm like shut the f fuck up no you you know you know who every kardashian who ma every main player kardashian is at this point like do not lie to me but ever. it is like a psychic thing like tyler henry that little like tiny little yes uh, oh yes <laughs> he's like um, I don't know who he's never seen us. He's never watched television, apparently, because every celebrity uh, that he goes to read is like, I don't really know what they do. And it's like, you're lying. You're lying, lying to me. Liar. If like that's I just it's a lie. Like Lies. you at a certain point through osmosis, you it's the same reason I can know <laughs> like, you know, uh pop smoke the rapper is you know it's like i have never listened to that music i know that there's a story around that like i understand even as just like a peripheral there's just a even at least like the general yes general of a thing um and it drives anybody pretending that they don't or i remember growing up it would be um it's less of a thing now but i remember definitely in my 20s it was like cool to not watch tv for a while you know like it would be like i had friends who just like took their you know got rid of their tvs uh and i remember it was like a hipstery thing you know and it was just this thing where it was like i can't think of anything more embarrassing <laughs> than like but, than being a proud non-tv watcher but weren't they just watching on their laptops 
No, I had friends who were like, I'm not like, I don't, I, I try to not watch TV and I like, you know, try to supplement that with books or whatever. I books. Like, I feel really sad for you. Uh, really congratulations. It's like books a are bad life. Books are like running. You think it makes you so much better than everyone, but it's bad on your knees and reading in the dark is bad on your eyes. So I'm winning everything. <laughs> I'm sitting inside. Woo! <laughs> okay. Uh, um, last okay. bit of news. This one just truly... There's no other way to say it. It just tickled me. I was like, hmm. The headline was, Kris Jenner reveals the surprising thing that reminds her of her home with late Robert Kardashian. <laughs> and I was like, interesting. So she was apparently this past week on At Home with Linda and the At Home with Linda and Drew Scott podcast. Uh, he of Property Brothers fame and his wife. And they have a podcast about family, parenting, and what makes a house a home. He is the brother... Um, not with Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> yes, that's all I could figure out as someone who doesn't watch the show. Um, I know Trish and Eugene love the show. Uh, I remember she had a line in our in her one act play about Property Brothers. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, people loved it. These twins freak me out, but whatever. Oh, me too. Me too. Everybody, people really love them. Okay, so towards the end of the conversation, the couple asked. They did a rapid fire, and. They asked one of the questions. It was, what sound reminds you of home? And this, this, I'll just read it. Through the decades, this is her response, Chris's response. Through the decades, it's always been different, I think. When I first gave birth to Courtney and through that whole decade when I was living in Beverly Hills with Robert, there was always an owl outside the house. So I'd drive in and you'd get out of the car and no matter what, day or night, you'd hear this owl. Chris, I don't want to break her illusion, but that is a morning dove. It is not an owl. You are hearing a morning dove because I know where you live. And while, yes, there are some owls that, that's a morning dove. Not an owl. So that made me laugh. God bless her. She continued on. (laughs) And then it was always the sound of the tennis court, believe it or not. Somebody was always on the tennis court. So the balls or somebody on the ball machine, that used to remind me of home. Remember, she did have an affair with her tennis instructor. (laughs) I'm just like, it's the richest, most like rich Beverly Hills lady answer. What is it? The Clearly, it's supposed to just be like. You know, like the sound of whatever, like somebody, the wind chime hanging out the window or something. And she's like, oh, an owl and a tennis court. Um, She says, I still wish I could go back to my Beverly Hills house, uh, admitting it's the one she's the most attached to. That'll be in my heart for the rest of my life. When you're my age, you look back on your life and you think, where was my heart? (laughs) (laughs) um and then she went on to reveal that she's lived in uh an even dozen homes uh throughout her lifetime including the palm springs vacay house and her current residence which is the one that's right next door to chloe uh and then then they asked for nowadays what is the sound of her home and she said i always have music playing i love old r&b a little luther vandross never hurt anybody oh it never did it just tickled me. Owl and tennis court was just not the sounds I was expecting. From- Jess, what was your childhood house? What was this? What's a sound that reminds you of your childhood home? Oh my god, that's a great it's a question. Hard, it's a hard one. It's really hard sound wise. Um, let's see. Well, so we lived in in Minnesota till I was five. So even though that was like a really what small the fuck. You, you never told me this bullshit. You, you don't know. No, that. you're so cow, sweetie. You're a Bay Area <laughs> babe. What? You lie. I was born. I was born in Rochester, Minnesota. Um, 
because my dad worked at the Mayo Clinic. Uh, okay, so this we, is coming back to me now. <laughs> yeah, so we lived there and we moved when I was five. So it's like, but I remember it pretty well. And then we came to California and I've been here since I was five. So I am I am a Californian at heart. But because that's such like a foreign feeling, um, the sound of like that that Midwest sound of like summer and crickets mm-hmm. and like the way the air sounds, that's like a really specific memory that yeah. like I would always think back on because you don't have it in California where the air is like buggy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, for, but in the nice way, I can't think if it if it is crickets, but it's like that summer, the outside like, kind of sizzle sound. Yes, that like summery, and there would literally be like fireflies and stuff, but they don't make sound. But um, yeah, I, I don't know, summer like weird, like really faint, faint memories of like Midwest summery uh, sounds, I guess. But what it's hard. What about you? Well, only two things come to mind, and one is <laughs> uh, we had a jukebox in our living room, and I think I was the only person obsessed with it, and I don't think it worked very well, so you could kind of only play Fats Domino's Walking to New Orleans, so it, that's a song that, do you know that song? Do, do, do. That's why I'm walking to New Orleans. Oh, this do, sounds do, familiar. Do, do, do. He also... um. I think the other one was Louis Armstrong. Wonderful world was another one that would play a lot. And then the other sound would be my mom, like frying chicken. Oh, that's fun. She did it every Sunday. The sound of my mom in the kitchen. My mom did used to cook a lot. And then, then just like the rustling of like, of be hearing from the other room. Like my mom in the kitchen is very much like the sound, you know? Uh, it's a good question, but yeah, I just love hearing Chris muse about her Beverly Hills days. Talking about her owl, her little owl in her Beverly Hills home. And of course, I think the heart of it also is it's like, of course, it's her house with Robert. This is the story. This is the narrative for this woman's whole life I mean- is like this, this window that she is just it's where her whole heart lives. Well, it's, if you um, it's fascinating. Think about her partners that we know of, um, Caitlin, Corey, and Robert. Like Ra I mean, Caitlin in a way kind of just wasn't what she thought. That wasn't her marriage wasn't what she be- what she thought it was. And then with Corey, it's very clear that it's he's along for the ride of her life. It's not about and- him. Right. And he in that it is, I think, a lot of what happens in reverse, which is why I'm so supportive of it for like very successful men, where it's like kind of just an arm candy, like attendee, you know, and that it's somebody who's just there to support, to go wherever, to take care of her, to let her like live her big life. But it is not about like two partners with equal footing and gravitas in the world. He's her pear shaped date. (laughs) <laughs> god love his bless, thick thighs bless that booty bless bless Corey's shape we love it we love that pair it's of a body beautiful body um all right should we get on over to this episode um let's do it we're back into a tr- more traditional structured episode after last week um and you know what I didn't mind this up. I know. It was nice to kind of have something 
some familiarity with how to write our notes, at least. Yes, I was like, oh, thank God. I forget that it's like, it's so funny because we come from the from the vintage apps and it's like a totally different thing. And then my brain remembers how to do these big behemoth yeah. current ones. And then it's like, yeah, I just need it to be stay consistent. Last week I was like, what's happening? But I will say before we get too far into this, um, if we were doing our new podcast, Ellis for Loser, I would talk about Benifer for an hour. Oh my God. <laughs> I I mean, it, we're I, not there yet, but God, I could talk about Benefer all day. <sighs> Unpacking that psychology. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. They went to Wyoming. I mean, apparently A-Rod cannot fucking believe it. I, he's, could you? He can't believe that, that he's so hurt. It's like, well, and yes, the rumor yes is like, that's what we the, want. We want him to feel this way. <laughs> and the rumor is that like, you know, because they were trying to, oh, I know we can't do it. Ugh. Just say it. Just well, say was, it. You can't say, tease. Well, they, they were trying to, you know, it came out, the, the scandal came out. They, the news broke that he cheated and that they were breaking up. Then she tried to salvage it and being like, no, 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 working things through. Then he flew to the Dominican Republic where she was filming the movie. A-Rod? A Rod flew oh. to the Dominican Republic where J Rose J J Lo was filming that movie, which already we had talked about because this movie is already fascinating because that army, army hammer, hammer got replaced by Josh Dumel as the lead. So it's J Lo and Josh Dumel as the lead. A Rod flies out. They try to they do kind of a you know a big about face, and there he is swooping in. They're reconciling. You know they finish they wrap the movie. The whole thing goes kaput. The rumor that I read, which I don't know how anyone would know this, is that Ben had reached out while she was in. Emailing every yard. day. Just yes! like, you're... Am- and also he had had an article in a magazine where he talked about how she had the hardest work ethic of anyone he's ever met. And like, just kind of being <sighs> like, you're amazing, you're amazing, oh my God, you're perfect. Blah, 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 blah. And You imagine she's like getting, like she's like getting ready to fucking kick A-Rod to the curb. And then meanwhile, oh my God, it is poetry. God, I hope it's real. If we get, I want to have like an emergency episode of Alice for Losers if it's announced, even if the podcast isn't live yet. Yes, 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 yes. Because <laughs> if like, if I see a photo surfaces of them, like a full couple photo of any canoodling or any red God, carpet, I will pass out. Please recreate Jenny from the block on a boat <sighs> grabbing her butt. Because there's already, we're living in an era where Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston are also single. Do I care as much? Definitely not. But I'm just saying it's possible. So we could be living in a full redux era of like the greatest celebrity couples of our teens and 20s. Rekindling. Ugh. Exhilarating. Okay. Oh, it's exciting. I okay. I guess we'll, we'll talk we'll, about this now. Okay. Back to this family. <laughs> so we have a couple storylines. We have Nori's Black Book. We have surrogacy. And we've got... Scott's worried where we want to start. Uh, let's do this order. I think will be good. Surrogacy said Scott Nori. <laughs> I love it. I was perfect. Same page. All right. So we got our buds, Kim and Chloe. They're talking about surrogacy and Kim. I, I guess like Chloe's hesitant, right? That's the big thing. Chloe's right. like not sure about it. She says over and over in this episode, she's a control freak. And Kim's right. like, you just got to do it. Just gonna do it. You just gotta go and do it. <laughs> I like overall. I thought this the storyline ends up being fascinating, and it really stems from this scene of just like these are really different women uh, yeah. in ways that I pr- probably had reversed. You know, like I I don't know that I realized like that Kim could be this chill about certain pieces of her life. 
um, compared to Chloe. I don't think that Kim's chill. I think she doesn't let anyone else in on what she's worried about. That's probably a better way to put it. It's so, yeah, because basically, you know, Chloe's asking, like, well, how do you know which surrogate? Like, she started interviewing surrogates. Or they're beginning the process of looking for surrogates. She has a surrogate agent. <laughs> She's a surrogate agent, which she calls a broker at another time. And I was like, this is wild. Also, pause to say, again, this is a really like uh, a privileged position to be able to have a surrogate. But I also appreciate like there. I don't know anything about the process of surrogacy. So just even like opening up and sharing this with us, I really don't take for granted. Like yeah. the details, the process, the way when we get into it, like I think it's really admirable to on Chloe's part to share this um, and Kim, you know, because it, it's, it's something that like, you know, I, I would have had no idea. So yeah. So it's, yeah. So she's asking like, how do you know, like, which is the right surrogate? And like, and Kim's like, you just have to commit, you know, you just have to commit. And she's like, well, yeah, but sometimes when I read their answers on like the survey questions, I don't like their answers. And we learn. It's so funny. He's like, like, what? Like their taste in music? And he's like, yeah, one of them liked EDM. Kim's like, I don't even know what EDM is. You're married to a musician, ma'am. Kim didn't know what EDM was. Chloe was turning down a surrogate who liked EDM. And their (laughs) rationale was because they do ecstasy. (laughs) They probably do ecstasy. What a little, like, what? Maybe once, but like, what? Come on. So perfectly judgy in a way that like, hey, you get to be, I guess, in this decision in your yeah. life. Like, you just get to trust your yeah. gut. But, uh, yeah, God, and Chloe believes that the energy that is happening during the pregnancy really comes out through the child. And Kim hard rejects that. And I, yes. I was like, of course she does, Chloe, because you're talking about, like, the way you behave with True, and that's why she is the way she is. You're saying that to someone who didn't have control over that, And so you're saying that, like, she just gave over control of how her child, like, duh, Chloe, you can't be saying this. No. And then I love how Kim and Kim ends up really like big sistering her in this great way where I love it, where she's like, right, well, I'm the one that's had two kids and had two surrogates. So you should she fully just goes. So you should listen to me. I had to. You should listen to me. (laughs) And She says we learned that she did not meet her second surrogate um until or i forget but she said she had only like talked on the phone yes kanye did not meet the surrogate until birth yeah how weird to be giving birth vagina up in the air and have kanye west just staring down in it meeting as if meeting kanye west for the first time wouldn't be the weirdest thing you'd ever experience and it's when you're giving birth to his child and he's yeah watching you give birth it's it's an incredible thing the concept of carrying a baby for another person i actually have a high school friend who did it for a friend i i i couldn't imagine no when i was like young (laughs) my sister was like going through infertility stuff too or fertility issues right and she was like would you be a surrogate and i was like oh my god no i like gave it no thought (laughs) i was like 19 or 20 so i was like i mean it's 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 i mean i i don't think i would 
I mean, I haven't even done it for myself. It's like, I don't know that that isn't an un unbelievable ask, especially outside this. And that's what makes this all so much different is it's like a true business transaction. And that's what like Chloe gets into. But it's like, I mean, just as a transaction, it's wild because it is about like the usage of a body. Yeah, I mean, that's purpose. what makes surrogates. So it's amazing what they do for people. Like it's what a what a huge gift to give to the world no matter how much you get paid i don't get no. cared if you got paid a million dollars every month that's a, such a a gift to give to someone oh my god it's the to no matter what pregnancy is not even if you love pregnancy i don't think any woman would say that it is easy you know um or i mean some of these kardashian women will be like oh my god i loved it it was the best so I don't know that I, I having never been pregnant, I know I don't get to say it, but I don't buy it. Ever. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. But um, but yes, we learn that Kim is very chill or presents as chill about her surrogate, uh, her surrogate process. But um, and it's so nice at the end of the day that Chloe, even if they're on different pages, it made me happy for Chloe that she has Kim. Yes. In this period of so many unknowns, um, especially because it's not just having a surrogate. It's being really fucking famous and having a surrogate and like their huge, weird lives and this medical decision, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is really a rare intersection. So then we've got Tristan and Chloe. They're on their way to Palm Springs. This was so funny to me, Jess. <laughs> when Tristan's like, well, he's talking, she's like talking about how she and Kim are very different in their approach. He's like, well, you're way more controlling. And she's like, you know what? I like, <laughs> I like when I say controlling about myself, but when you say it, I don't love it. <laughs> Every time Tristan talks in this entire episode, I think he looks just like a child. He actually looks to me like a, as a soul younger than true. He yes. has just like a baby little face. Yes. And the same thing. And he just seems like, well, you know, you're controlling. It's like, don't say that. Stop. She's eating a big bag of Smarties, by the way. He has a big <laughs> bag of candy on his lap. <laughs> he is this like giant kid he's this yeah. huge body this unfathomably big body but then yeah this like kind of little boy head and like he's very handsome yeah but he's like just very like now that we are gotten to know him a little bit it's like he is just a giant child it's yes. crazy and like their relationship really is chloe constantly being like no yeah she <laughs> I don't think that if I think that she likes him because he's hot and I don't think she likes him because he's an intellectual equal. No, I don't feel that at all. I don't. I think that they get along and she's very attracted to him. Yes. And wants to have children with him. And I think um, being with someone who is beautiful, like he is probably makes her feel more beautiful. Yes. A hundred percent. And especially now more than ever, he's clearly working overtime to make her feel yeah uh, you know like the queen she would like to feel um so, so they get to palm springs <laughs> this is also funny to me the chris thing this chair thing is so weird <laughs> she like so they get to palm springs chloe and tristan arrive chris and uh oh my god Corey, uh are there and chris is like surprise i got you these chairs for the pool <laughs> To which Chloe's like, I brought those last time. You did not. They were my 
I brought them. And she's like, oh, she's like, so surprise. I brought them. She's like, oh, OK. And I was like, like, Chris oh, I has already had three them. drinks today. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. Chris is just such a treat. I just I'm really I'm in a real Chris zone for whatever reason lately. I'm just like. Ugh, I love her. We're so, seeing her in Palm Springs a lot, and that's very nice, I think. Yes, her vibe in Palm Springs makes me really happy. She's doing a lot more. She's a, on, living her life, I think, yeah. um, more so, and I'm loving it. So, yeah, we learned she was like, I don't know, Matthew. I just thought Matthew bought them. <laughs> Go for Matthew. He's been in there. I'm oh. like, where is Matthew going to end up? Because this guy's got to be one of the most famous assistants in history well, now. Maybe he will do what Steph Shep tried to do. Mm. and become an operations like a chief operations officer but she couldn't hack Something. it because he's like years in yeah and he's young yeah but think of all the tidal waves of martini spills he's had oh. to clean up at the he point. can ride those waves he's not worried about that uh he says um so they have a call with the surrogate therapist i love that there's a therapist specifically like i got a niche i'm just talking to people about surrogacy and the real interesting thing comes up that i've never thought of and that uh obviously chloe's never thought of is in the event that they're that the egg egg splits and there's multiple embryos how would you feel about that and she's like oh my god god's will yeah love it better Mm -hmm. all all the better (laughs) and he's like okay but how would you feel if your surrogate decided to terminate and she's like what they can do what? Oh my god! It is such a like sh- other shoe drop moment of just like what? What can they do? I mean, to be fair, same. I, that would never have crossed my mind. Right, right, yeah. Uh, and she was like, "Can they do that?" And he's like, "Well, it's your embryo; it's their body." And she's like, "Huh, huh? How about that? How about it?" And you know, in this moment, I had this like other thought about it not just like the oh my god like that's that's taken out of my hands or like the pro choice of it all i thought when you're this level of celebrity how do you know that they won't that you won't be blackmailed or like held have an embryo held ransom i'm sure it all has to be like i'm sure that's why the legal paperwork end of it right but i mean like like last week our pop pipeline was held ransom by a foreign body yeah and that happens all the time apparently it happens a lot in hospitals that a hospital will be hacked by mm. a foreign entity and they hold it for ransom and they just pay it out because by the time you get the u.s government involved and they have to go figure it out they're just like just pay the money just pay the hundred million or whatever it is that like that happens more than not because you're like, well, we could go like have a lawyer fight about this, but she could still terminate it in between then and now, you know, right, and it right. can't be a criminal offense because this isn't a, you know, depending on what state you're in, I guess. Um, but like, you know, like a lot of other things could like you could just be like, well, too bad. I did it because of my health. It's. In, it, it truly was a moment where it was like and and because that's one example but I got to imagine when you think of everything that can happen in pregnancy and childbirth, how many different ways 
the woman's the the mother's um body and health can be compromised um from even just like preeclampsia and gestational diabetes to i mean there are so many things i i found a tiktok about a woman who had like a traumatic birth experience because um basically like amniotic fluid entered her body Mm. and you basically um, almost immediately start to die because it's so toxic and it was like she was ended up going into a coma for it was like a traumatic birth like horrifying um and I had never heard of it like I was looking up the name of the condition and it was like oh yet another crazy thing that can happen during birth and there are just so many things and to say nothing of the like developmental things that you can learn about the fetus during birth you know and it's like which obviously would would be on the parent but that's not always the 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 risk to the mother is always a piece of it and it's like that they that it was pretty brave and bold and wild to me that they like let us into this conversation yeah i found it like astonishing and also just fascinating. I, I bet know? it doesn't happen that often, but that it's happened once and, and probably yeah. like in the case of, and I don't know this, but it, I bet in the case of like, Oh, triplets, someone's like, I cannot have three. I cannot give birth. Yes. If I didn't. That's not what we signed up for. Yes. And absolutely. It, yeah. Or that like, maybe there was a risk, like, you know, but I, I bet it doesn't really happen that much, but just in the event of, so, yeah. uh, that's really weighing heavy on her. So they're still in Palm Springs. Uh, she goes in to talk to Chris. Chris is like, did you see, Kanye's on the ballot. <laughs> Kanye, Omar West on the ballot. <laughs> like, what a perfect throwaway moment of their lives to just be looking at the fucking official <laughs> election ballot for the presidential election and be like, "Huh? Do you know Kanye's on this?" And Corey's like, "He's not real. It's not him." She's like, "But his name, I see it. There's his name." <laughs> and she's like, "That's not whatever, mom. Mom, I just talked to a therapist." And she tells her all about that. And she's like, you know, Kim just made it look so easy. I just don't feel like I can, like, it just, it's not what I thought it was going to be. And then Chris gives her the best advice. She goes, you know, just pray about it and give up to God. Mm, sip, 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 sip. Yeah. I mean, we, and we really are watching Chloe kind of decide, like, you can tell she's having a real moment, like, is this for me? Like, not really sure that this is gonna like work with the how, what she wants. Honey, here's then, the thing: you already got them embryos. You can't have them. Go put them in someone. Give it a gamble. Like, they, they gotta do it. So, um, Chris goes. You know, I would do it for you if I could. And she goes. Well, you can. She's like. I don't know if I want to spend my 60th year of life <laughs> pregnant for nine months. But then I guess I guess you wouldn't do it for me if you could. Then so huh? <laughs> so it's so you rescinded the very thing. Got I love it. how she acted offended that Chloe. Even- like, oh look, bitch, <laughs> Chloe, I'm 64. Please. Not happening. <laughs> but even funnier to be like, well, you could. <laughs> <laughs> so Tristan and Chloe talk to their surrogate broker uh, mm. again about what they learned from the therapist. And she's just not sure that she can trust someone. And, you know. And again, I will say they use the word abortion at this part of the conversation. She's like, so she would have to get an abortion. I just want to flag it because it's like these things are a big deal. Yeah. Like to even just have the word on and they and they've done their Planned Parenthood episode and they have waded into these waters before. But um, 
that stuff is very like meaningful to me that they, yeah. that they, you know, that they don't sugarcoat it, you know? Yeah. And she's just not sure that she could trust someone. And he, and he just reminds her, you can't force someone to do something with their body. So she's really just freaking herself out a lot as she's like talking to the family in the kitchen while a whole staff is like yes. doing something behind them. <laughs> and she does this like weird little prayer. She's like, release naked vision, release naked vision. Oh like, I was like, what is this little prayer? It was, it was like, like clearly what she has had to say to herself in I'm sure we could guess the moments that she has had to say. It, it was a Chloe I've never seen too. Like no. so anxious and like just release it. Like God, take it. Take, take, and did a little dance too. I was like, this yeah, is weird. had a little dance. It had a little like arm motions and it was just like, let it go. And then you, get, you <laughs> and pray and God. And it was like, what <laughs> also, is that? Chloe's experiencing so much pandemic brain in this episode. Like she calls multiple burps uh, duplicates. Yes. <laughs> and, and then in the next scene, she goes, oh, this is the book we watched. And he, she's like, book we watched? No. Thank God. That's definitely all I, all I hear in this brain now. This place um, where the scene is set just really threw me. Not through me. It really made me laugh because it's just like her house. Chris's house is so big. There's just like spaces, you know, there's just like a, a little Huge. alcove here. But I was like, that is a non-functional space. They just have chairs there, but it's <laughs> in um, like on one wing of the house in a hallway. You know, it has yes. nothing. It's not a place for anything other than we put a, a settee right here. <laughs> it's a very strange angle. It's a very strange little like scene. And yeah. It is just sort of, yeah, but it kind of fits because Chloe is just sort of like nervy playing with her phone, like being so visibly anxious. And so it just is this sort of like nervy little scene. But um, then we, you know, and then they FaceTime with True, a very sweet parent moment. It makes me happy for Chloe in these moments, you know, regardless of what happens. Like, that's nice to have, be able to be like you and this, the father of your child are like saying goodnight to your daughter. Oh, yeah. FaceTime. No. <laughs> well, at that last scene, though, I think what they came to, the decision was they're going to do it and they're mm -hmm. not going to rush into it. So they like actually actually makes the decision and Tristan's like, yeah, we just need to pick the right person so we don't get into a pickle. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's five. That made me laugh. It was like, oh, Tristan, we don't want to get in a pickle. And even she was like, pickle. don't want to get in a pickle. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, I will say it kind of, you know, and she said this thing that I've heard a lot. I think she wants to have another kid for herself. Yeah. But she was like, it's selfish of me if I don't give her a sibling. I think that's unfair. Um, There's so and many I would cousins. just say, I, I would hope that like more parents let go of that. I have a lot more friends who have just had one kid and are planning on only having one. And like, I think that that it is like a bit of a dated no notion. I know people who were only child, and it's like, I think there's like a weird stigma on it that like puts a lot of pressure on, um, you know, people, especially who have kids later in life that you are doing something like fucked up by just having one kid, but especially in this family. I mean, she has, like you said, so many cousins, also, like they're, they're this, she's not going to be isolated, you the know? The other reason why I think people have kids is so that kid will have someone to play with, not just so they won't be lonely, but so that they can leave me alone. But that's yes. not a thing Chloe has to worry about either. Exactly. It's just, kind of, it's just a bum. I've heard like 
you know, I just know that that's like a guilt feeling that like parents feel if they are having, if they're struggling to have a, 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 you know, a second child. And it's like, you know what, there are lots of ways around that the way there's lots of different kinds of family and everything. And it's like, can we just make people not feel like horrific if they can't produce a, a playmate for yes. those other people? Yes. <laughs> like it will be okay. Anyway, so sh- they're moving forward. So good for them. Um, okay. Then we have the Scott storyline. Uh, we have Chloe, Kim, Scott, they're in Malibu talking about, man, this can't believe the show's going to end it. Maybe I'll do uh, Scott takes Malibu. Huh? <laughs> and then he just is kind of musing and wondering like, what, what, what will happen? Are they going to float apart? I think I still see each other. And just like outside of the structure, you know, what happens to him? Will he get out of control? You know, like right. he's worried about all these things of his life is about to go through a major change. Yeah. And he's not sure what that know. brings. And we know there's even more coming. <sighs> yeah. But the, the looming, much like when we've talked about this before, like the looming of what is coming for Scott is is tough. But yeah. He we won't see like, it. Well, We're not going to get to see it. So unfortunately, <laughs> um, Scott's even like, what about we do once a week once we finish filming? <laughs> and Kim's like, no, How two about, weeks is fine. Yeah. She's like, get alive. I mean, this whole <laughs> Storyline is get alive. Uh, so uh, to endear himself to everyone, that's what I guess the story becomes. Uh, Scott joins Chloe and Tristan unannounced for a workout. And they're like, oh, my God, we didn't even know you had workout clothes. Like, I ordered them. Ordered them for this. <laughs> Scott's coming in so hot and big in this scene. It's great. The- <laughs> like other than like a full like, comedy character flopping around oh, this gym yeah just like bouncing off little uh uh like balance balls and stuff but <laughs> they had th- the scene takeaway for me was go to bed early if you're lonely yeah. if you go to bed at 9 p.m you won't be so lonely and i was like <laughs> i that makes sense because we learn that basically, I mean, you know this if you follow their socials, but that Chloe and Tristan work out every day at six. They get up at five, they start stretching at 530. They're up at 445. And then Scott's like, when do you go to bed? <laughs> they're like 930. And he's like, what? What about going out? And that's when they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I stay up and I think about everything bad that's ever happened to me. <laughs> he's funny. He's, he's so funny. He, he's very funny. He even says like at the end of his little fake workout, he's like, I'm supposed to go out to dinner tonight. I'm so sorry. I probably won't be able to pick the fork up. <laughs> he's just a funny guy. I uh, like him. <laughs> next scene, Scott and Kim. She's oh studying and he's like hey buddy you need some help studying she goes not really (laughs) Em kills me in this scene her study outfit is iconic she has got those tits are looking good they are spilling out of uh her little her little bit you know bra and little crop top sports bra little mini hoodie and she's like in full all white study mode uh and then yeah they get him to basically he, he basically forces her to let him run her flashcards with him as they wander around the house <laughs> <laughs> and as they're reviewing she's like telling the definitions of all the words and he's like uh-huh uh-huh uh yep that's right i was like he reads so slow <laughs> You're What's right. going on? 
And then Kim's like, I, you know, in her confessional, she's like, I think he's just trying to make some connections now mm-hmm. before the show ends. That way, when it's over, we'll feel like we need him. Yes. Uh, which yes. is very sad. Very sad. And then he's, and then she's like, well, I finally better get going. I got to go pick up the kids. And he's like, well, I do too. We'll drive together. She's <laughs> like, okay. So sad. So, so sad. sad. sad storyline. So she, she's like, I need to talk to Courtney about this. So she and Courtney are sitting, Courtney's sitting on the floor eating a big cheese platter. And you Courtney, just... Fruit it's and cheese beautiful plate. too it's gorgeous uh and that chef that's always there just comes in and puts it in front of her and she's like oh my god i'm eating this all by myself and kim goes right before dinner <laughs> she's so judgment <laughs> right before dinner i thought so hard. <laughs> okay and then, and then courtney goes well i didn't have lunch so i'm starving and kim goes yeah yeah made me laugh so hard oh my god Uh, i actually had not realized there's that amazing woman on tiktok who like does all the sisters and she does them so well we'll we'll get her name for next time but she does like a full kardashian impression and i don't think i had actually clocked until her impression how much especially how much Kim and Courtney especially use yeah as just a response yeah yeah <laughs> like you know what I mean or it won't even be answering it'll just be like that like I'm starving yeah yeah <laughs> so I mean yeah I get it. it's like Kim's like that's not about me okay uh yeah. so Kim's worried about Scott she's like you know change isn't always positive for Scott and Courtney's like yeah I get it like we're his only family that he has now and it's like the only time that you see Courtney kind of at least in summary uh uh have compassion for Scott in, in this yes. way yeah you, you can tell it's like I mean, I'm trying so hard also to like read between the lines with Courtney, like in these scenes, because I'm because it is just like her, her feelings in these scenes are what I'm like the most curious about is knowing what's coming, you know, Um, and it is. Yeah, she says something that's that's like a little like she's like, yeah, some people just don't do well with change. And that's (laughs) in reference to Scott. And it's like, what, what are you trying to be like? you're better than him because you you can move on from this thing that you've been wanting to move on from. I really feel like what this era is and what we're watching is Courtney is just done. Yeah. And maybe it was about some of that stuff that went into the rehab piece that we don't know a lot about yeah. or like whatever, whatever it is. Like, I really feel like Courtney is just like, done taking care of this man yeah he might be dating a teenager at this point too yeah like i just feel her like this guy is not my problem yeah and he's not to be fair but he is the parent to her children so then yeah so he's feeling nostalgic he's sad they're figuring all that out and then it leads to the thing i could have least expected they all show up at scott's with toy boats toy boats (laughs) Never mentioned, not previously acknowledged in my memory that Scott likes uh, remote control boats. You know, maybe I have seen him play with remote control boats now that I'm thinking of it. I know Kaylin loves like remote controlled little 
stuff. I think I've seen Mason and Scott do it before. Okay. Yeah. So they like, it's all the sisters or well, it's, you know, it's Kim, Chloe, Courtney, Chris. They all show up with these toy boats. They're like, we wanted to do something that you want to do. And he's like, oh, okay. And they all go out back to the pool. There's some weird moments though in the kitchen. So Chloe says like, you've been doing stuff out of the ordinary, like showing Mm. up at my house to work out. And Courtney goes, I ask you to work out all the time and you're not interested. Oh, this is actually after the race. Uh, And you're not interested. And then he looks at her like, this is a fight they've had. Yes. Totally. That's what I mean. Like something like, I think she's, I think she's yelled at him about his body though. I think she's yelled at him about like, she's like, I've asked you to work out and you're not interested. I bet that's one of her prerequisites. Yeah. Like you have to start taking care of your body. Yeah. Like the way I do. Because yeah. we know that that's like a whole thing for her too now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he because he, he's basically like, what is this about? Like, thanks for all showing up with these boats. But like, what is it? And <laughs> oh, this was in the confessional. This was the line that made me laugh so hard. Courtney's like, I love I always love spending time with Scott. We're and she lets it sit for like a beat. She's like, we're friends. And then she giggles. <laughs> Yes. And I was like, oh, that is not how she feels. Yeah. Uh, But it's really I mean, look, I'm sure that they're all still close with Scott. And I don't think that that's ever going to change. But it is tough, like because they say all these things. They're like, look, I don't think there's anything that'll come in the way of this of our relationship. And, uh, you know, and he's like, I love this family more than anything else in the world. And they all reaffirm, you know, that nothing's going to change. But. You know yeah. that that's Chris is like not what's gonna I'm a quarter mile away. All you have to do is show up. And Kim reminds him, she's like, We're family, we're always gonna be together. And when this is all over, you're still our brother. Uh and Chris mm-hmm. is like, I'm always gonna be your mom. And then he's like, Oh yeah, you can't use the excuse. I can't talk right now. I'm filming. Uh, <laughs> but I also this is where was it? Was it here that I was like Kim, I know you're saying he's going to be your brother, but what if you guys were a couple? (laughs) Yes, this whole thing. (laughs) I don't know. Something struck me while I was watching it. I was like, wait, I know he's a little sad, but if we could get him on the right track, he like gushes over Kim. He always has. Oh, he always has. The entirety of his relationship with Courtney. He's always been like, well, Kim, what do you like? He's yes. Oh, he he absolutely fawns over her. Always has. And Kim is always laughing at him. Yeah, she could oh use someone my. who makes her laugh. Come on. There's no way that she and Kanye were giggling around the house. So then they have cousins. So then Travis has dated Kim, let's say, in this world and then ends up with Courtney and then Courtney's then Scott ends up with Kim <laughs> like family stone. Yeah, like the family stone, which I I I uh, famously you hate this movie. Up I hate, and you it. hate it. I hate it. I really you know, I don't like I don't like anything that borders on like sibling swap. Yes, I don't like Me it. Too. But Me too. I have always thought that like Scott is with the wrong like I, I've often thought he should be with Chloe because they have such great chemistry. I used chemistry. to always think Chloe. I thought he and Chloe back in the like you know especially with their podcast days and stuff and I was like they really get along. They're a lot but more alike. Nowadays I don't think so. Chloe would never do it. I think Kim would do it. I don't oh think God. Kim would want to. I don't think this is coming from when I'm saying it I, I don't know that Kim would ever be interested in him. 
But if she were interested, I don't think she would mind <laughs> doing it to Courtney. Oh, especially. And it looks like there's a Courtney um, Kim fight next week, too. Yes. I mean, where I know she, it's not about this. Where she tells every, every you, you, how does she put it? She's like, you talk. She's like, you're you so are degrading to everyone. Degrading. Yeah, you degrade other people. Which Woo! we've heard from all of her blind items. She does. She's Ooh. a degrader. I mean, we saw her, the famous talking about her assistants on the plane about the, the lip pencils. Yeah. <laughs> she thinks everyone's stupid. All right. Here's the fun storyline. The yes, Nori's Black Book. So everyone should be following Nori's Black Book on Instagram and Twitter. She, oh, yeah. It's a great uh, account that is embodying the spirit of Northwest since Northwest was a baby. And yeah. And it, this is the whole storyline is about this account but it starts off very fun because kim kim is we i said it you heard it here first kim is wearing color after the divorce she's been wearing color it's a thing and beige is gone (laughs) we're done and chloe goes um i feel like last week you came to my closet and told me to get rid of everything that was neon and she goes this is not neon this is coral (laughs) kim kim so yeah they start talking about nori's black book and so it's like chloe kim chris and courtney and they're like it's so crazy how it's so spot on yeah like, they're how really does she know that chicago's a foodie i'm like chicago's a foodie <laughs> but they are really really they're taken with they use the word witty six thousand times it's, in the storyline they love how witty they find the account and that it is they they believe that it is so spot on in terms of like the way that they describe the kids and the family that it has to be somebody yes. in the inner circle yeah they're like <laughs> she just knows too much and courtney's like i bet it's someone in the family how many burner accounts do you have chris and chris is like who me I don't have any other accounts. <laughs> and they're like, and then I forget. I didn't write who said it. And then one of they're like, it has to be Chris or Cece. And then I think it was Kim and goes, mom's not witty. <laughs> and, then, and then they're like, well, maybe it's Jen Atkins. Yeah. And then they pull up. Oh my God. This was so funny. They pull up one of the Nori's black book posts and they're laughing about about um, the ending of the show and it was like yes. Nori's take of the uh, goodbye or whatever and the Chris is, and mentioning Chris's failed talk show <sighs> and Chris was like not laughing at all she's like it was not a failed talk show it's failed talk show my ass <laughs> she's like I took over for someone who's <laughs> so funny and, and chloe as she's reading it she's like oh this is kind of awkward now reading it <laughs> to you. Uh, uh so funny so uh the next scene is chloe and kim and chloe she's just talking about she's so drained by people reaching out about the end of the show and kim goes i know it this must be exactly what retired <laughs> athletes feel <laughs> That is unfathomably funny. Kim Kim is like, yeah, this is, you know, yeah, this is the same as Kim is like, (laughs) it's wrong. I know what she's saying, but like, it is a wild comparison. It's so funny how much Kim is becoming Kim. And this is before the announcement of the divorce, but she's becoming Kim again. Oh my God. She is a delight. She also, we were texting about it 
she never looks bad, but she just has, she looks in, she's never looked bad ever, but she's like somehow even more beautiful and like serene and like just her, yeah, her energy is very infectious. She's just a delight. She's, and it's fun. And also I will say this, I was very aware. I mean, we know they're rarely in the show, but like, this is a core crew this season. Like we've got no real Kendall, certainly no Kylie, but not even like an MJ or any of the peripheral people who they shoulder. It is the three sisters and Chris and Scott are like, they are every storyline and back to back to back scenes. Like we're getting so much of them and it's great. It's so great. Yeah. Um, so Cece and Chloe were talking, they're like, okay, Cece's definitely not Nori's black book. And but they're still like, God, it's just so accurate. It has to be. I couldn't get over how much they were telling on Northwest. Yes. They were just like, I know. God, it's so like her. And I'm like, it's just a bitchy, like, yes. it's like a which mean Which then control. does come to fruition, basically, <laughs> yes. which is like, that was, what, they're like, it's so much like her. And it's like, mm, wait a minute, but wait a minute, wait a minute. And it was like, yep. That's exactly. so funny. So they call Jen Atkins and everyone, they call Jen Atkins and later they call Steph and they do like a four way, but everyone says, no, I fucking wish it was me. Wish. I wish it was me, which is so cool. And, you know, and it makes me happy. Like this storyline in general makes me happy that they like have taken to this account. We know that they're hip to this stuff. That's like the whole story of the the show my friends made with Kirby Jenner. You yeah. know, like they love this shit. Uh, but you know, Nori's black book is like more, way more than Kirby Jenner. Like it's way more like poking fun and ripping them apart and And so it's cool degrading speak about degrading come on all sorts of degrading uh i love that steph was like i'm sorry but none of your friends are that funny it's not (laughs) she was basically like you've never met anyone funny enough to do this so so funny and they're like yeah you're right (laughs) i was like then they decide they're gonna call tracy romulus who we know is their pr queen they call her the queen top dog investigator and they're like, is it you? And she's like, no, I do not have time. <laughs> Which made me laugh. But this devious woman. Oh, what a good idea. She comes up with the plan that they, she says, look, why don't we send them the account? We'll reach out and we'll say we want to send them a PR kit or PR box for KKW Beauty. And then we'll have their address. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's how they that's how they got her they i feel like that was really almost illegal what they did it feels wrong so uh (laughs) so okay next scene they're gonna meet her they're on their way way. uh we find out north kim's like i told north we were gonna go meet her and she has no idea i was like yeah because she's a child she doesn't know (laughs) And then, so we find out, like, so they're like, oh, we're worried she's going to get nervous or get cold feet. And that we know that they flew her out, which is wild during a pandemic. And that she's tested a bunch of times. So, and they're like, yeah, they're like, she has inside info. They just can't get, oh, they really cannot get over it. Uh, And then as they're like going to the place, she's like, they're like, I wonder if Courtney, if it's really going to be Courtney. And that's why Tracy's being so secretive. And it's like, yeah, going to be a big gotcha bitch, basically. And it's not. not And it's a normal woman. It's a woman named Natalie Franklin. And then Natalie does the funniest thing I've ever seen. She just explains her whole process. 
Oh my God. The I, amount that this woman just like did not defer to them and just <laughs> dug in. I was like, I mean, if you and I had to go meet them and like what on earth that meeting was going to be like. And I was like, good for Natalie. She didn't give a flying fuck. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty confident about my about how funny I am. But if you, you were be. if thank you. Thank you. I needed that. Um, but if you were to ask me like how like so like how did you do this? And I was like, okay, well, see, this is really funny because what I'm saying here is I was just like, oh my God, she's like all id. I I loved it though. I was she's like truly like being like, okay, so I started this account when she was two months old. And also like and the thing about the babies are us. Yes, she's yes, like when you were like, I was like, you were doing like a thing with babies are us, and I was like, oh, I call my my friend i was like north would be like what the fuck babies are us <laughs> and it's so funny because at first kim is like uh and then she's like yes that is exactly you're right uh, today's kim understands this exactly totally gets it yeah we learned she has been doing it for way longer than i knew uh yeah. but then yeah she's like fully going in and she's like so my thinking with the malika's joke was that oh, no one could tell and it's like so she is saying funny. it to Chloe and Kim about their lifelong friends, Malika and Khadijah. And, and they love like, it. They don't care. They don't care at all. I also, They're not offended by a single thing out of her mouth. I it's do think, incredible. too, that Malika, like, they probably think it's funny, too. Yes. So it's like not. Yes. They must be cool with all of it. Of yeah. course. And then she's like, okay, here's how I got North's personality. Well, I was thinking about Kim and Kanye and like, Kim, you're like really direct with people and Kanye's got a really big ego. So if I put ego and directness together, like that's what you get. And she's like, uh-huh, absolutely. You're right. That is what you get. They're, it's almost like Kim is seeing her child in a new way for the first time. She's yes. like, oh my God, this is my child. It's amazing. And then the funny, I, Jess, tell so. us the funniest thing. Well, I was actually not sure I heard it right, but you tell me, which is about who blocked her. Yes, because he was talking about like how everyone feels about it and who blocked. It's who Chevin. It's food god. But the right? way she said it, she said, well, Miss Jonathan did block me. Miss Jonathan. So, oh, that's why I wasn't sure I heard it right. That's what she I calls like, him. She calls him Miss Jonathan. <laughs> but on the show, she's talking as if she is Nori. She's like fully being in character she's like well miss jonathan did block me i laugh and kim's face like kim just is trying to stifle a laugh because you can tell she thinks it's so funny miss jonathan miss <laughs> jonathan i truly was like i swear i heard that wrong but i'm fairly sure she said jonathan blocked me but i but that's why i couldn't hear it Ms. oh jonathan. my god She's iconic. Maybe we can maybe we can reach out to her. She's probably too too big for us now, I mean, but what a star. It's very nice what they did though cuz it seemed like like for me, for us I believe. If anyone were to be like, "Oh my god, I told Kim about your podcast and she's been listening." I'd be like, "Why would you fucking do that to me?" 
Right. How dare you invade my privacy this way? <laughs> For this thing I put out into the world. Because I wouldn't want to have to like tell them all the things. Because no. also the way we analyze is a bit different too. It's a little uh, rougher. Different. We're going to burn this podcast whenever we're done. Um, so, But I would never want that. And she was just so comfortable like telling them all the things. And then they're like, well, what do you want to do? You want to make... I could tell. I was like, they're trying to think of how they can help her. They think she's so yes. great. They were like, what do you want to do? You should make a career. I think that's why they put her on the show. Well, I mean, I think that that was... It was making me think a lot about... Even though the Kirby Jenner show because it was on Quibi, like the whole thing got really messy. They, that was EP'd by Chris. That was Kendall's first big project. Like that was just taking like uh, some guys who ran an Instagram account out of thin air and like giving them millions of dollars to make a show. Yeah. Millions of dollars that went into the show. And like, I was like, oh, this is maybe what they're doing here too. You know, like setting it up to be something else, maybe connected to the account, maybe not. Who knows? I think the big takeaway I took, big takeaway I took, tick, 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 um, is that they can laugh at themselves. And I think that's a real yes. testament to like, like Kendall can laugh at herself and think that's cool. Kim and Chloe can laugh at themselves. Whereas last week when people were making memes about Courtney ending the show, she couldn't laugh about it. Carney doesn't have it. Carney doesn't have it. No, I mean, we just know that she just doesn't have it. But it's it's a great scene. They have a blast with her, and, and then we the get the best thing that's ever happened. You have to describe this. So all of a sudden, Kim is like looking at her phone. You're like, why isn't she paying attention? And then you see on her phone, she's FaceTiming Kanye. And so it cuts to North, and she's like, North, I want you to meet someone, and. <laughs> North cannot be bothered with this woman. She's like, meet Natalie. And she's like, hi. Like, she won't look up from whatever she's doing. She has no interest. And then they're like, okay, bye. They're like, God, you really got her. God. Like, do you care? Do you care? No, it's so funny because it's like, God, you really just nailed her personality. God, it is. I mean, God help us all. Northwest is is just going to I don't know how, but she's just going to take this world by storm. She is a force. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and then they end with taking a picture and Kim's like, "Put your leg out and put your chin down." And I was like, "Teach her how to pose. Give her skinny leg." Oh, I would die to be told how to like if, to get taught how to pose by Kim Kardashian is like a masterclass I would pay $500 for. Angles, <laughs> angles, angles, break up the lines. <laughs> angles angles and she even is like i push my she's like i push my calf out or it was like some random body part that was like <sighs> what oh yes i could see yes oh uh-huh. yeah. okay press your you tongue to the roof of your mouth we're doing it but nobody can see it yes we're we doing it. um wow we we got through this is a long one guys long one and it was and we're gonna we burn just, it later we're gonna burn it and remember the rule is you never tag the family never out us we do not want to be a storyline like nori's black no. book no. don't you dare out us uh, um we never ever. never tag people don't ever don't ever tag celebrities or no. people that you're talking about no, just let people live their lives and find stuff yes uh, 
Um, that's it. What a fun one. Um, you know the drill. We release new episodes every Monday. You can check out our website, curtishnit.com. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review. Check out our Twitter, Instagram, email us at curtishnit at gmail.com. But most importantly, thanks so much for listening to Curtishnit. Bye. Bye. Bye.